0: Boxed, Ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is talking
1: Greyhounds. Here's Simone Fisher.
0: Good morning to you on this Saturday morning, the 23rd of March. I have a very busy show coming up again this morning with WA's Peter O'Neill talking Perth Cup and Galaxy finals tonight at Cannington. Also, Michael Ivers will tell us what it is like owning Tornado Tears, and South Australian Greyhound Racing CEO Matt Corby will talk about the fairly new Murray Bridge track and the cup that was run there last weekend. Once making news around the kennels? Well, briefly in news this week, I got it for Andrew Paraskevis took out the inaugural Murray Bridge Cup last Sunday. I'll have more shortly with that uh, on that with Matt Corby. GRV are reallocating $450,000 worth of stakes from abandoned meetings over summer and meetings where there wasn't a 12-race card across different races until June 30th. Full date, details can be found on Fast Track on the GRV website. Shepparton are holding their awards night tonight, and I'm pleased to say that I'll be emceeing the event yet again. It's always a fabulous night, and I'm looking forward to it. Shepparton will also be presenting five people with life memberships. Sandown are hosting a Greyhound Community Day today from 11.30 till 3.30. There will be 14 Greyhounds up for adoption. Registrations are essential. Entry is free. And the launching pad heats are less than two weeks away. At Sandown, there are still a limited number of tickets that can be purchased in the sweepstakes event, and it's open to dogs with one to six wins and no more than 30 starts.
2: Racing, they came out as one, breaking the line now was west on Bamboo. Tornado Tears quickly goes to second, then followed by Kenya Connor. In behind them was back on Lava, well back on the field, so it goes, and Equilibrium's last of all. Into the front straight and west on Bamboo, wobbled off the inside, and Batman said, I'll take the run and races from the inside, takes the lead. Three lengths away was back on lava, then followed by Kenya Connor. Well back behind it was So It Goes. Last of all was equilibrium down the back straight. And Robin says, holy galaxy, as tornado tears burns off the back in 29.64. We've got a track record coming up. In behind it was west on bamboo, back on lava. Kenya Connor round the corner, though. Tornado tears, sparks are flying here at Cannington. Stops the clock, 41.27. Wins by 15 lengths. Second, back on lava, equilibrium. In behind it, Kenya Connor west on bamboo and last to finish was So It Goes and has not only broken the track record has absolutely smashed it
0: And the man calling all the action at Cannington tonight for the Galaxy and Perth Cup Finals is Peter O'Neill Good morning Peter
3: Good morning Simone, he's an exciting pup isn't he tornado tears and we got to see him in race conditions last week after seeing him in a trial the week before and he didn't disappoint uh, the dog with the the white dog with the, the black mask they call Batman and he drew
0: a crowd there last Saturday and will do so again this week. Yeah, no doubt. I, um, I've i got Michael Ives, his owner, coming up on the show after you, Peter, so I'm really looking forward to hearing what he's got to say about, um, you know, having a greyhound as good as this and how exciting it is. But, Peter, greyhounds like this, they don't come along that often, although we have in the last few years had a number of high, very, very high-quality greyhounds um, that have had somewhat of a cult following. So can you tell us what it was like there on Saturday night?
3: Well, the fact that we had Miata, and it wasn't really that long ago. She was uh, a a dual winner of the Galaxy back in 2012-13. So um, I can remember her very well over on the old Cannington course. And if you go back to her final, I think it was her final win in the Galaxy when she broke the Australian record, the crowd roared and stood in applause for a greyhound, which I hadn't seen before. And they're starting to do the same with Tornado Tears here last week. Um, They just wanted to be around him. He's so relaxed. He's such a relaxed dog when he goes to the boxes. And even after the race, he's quite happy just to go and get, you know, the drink of water at the, at the tap when, we, when they bring him back to the dice. Um, it's just exciting. And for a race caller, it's great as well because you know what he's going to do. Unlike some dogs where, you not know, sure, are they going to take this run? Are they not going to take this run? And when he jumped so quickly the other night, it just made it very, very relaxing for everyone to sit back and just enjoy his ability I've never seen a dog, including Miata, be able to run the sectionals that he does. Like when he went off the back straight last week, he went off in a time of twenty nine sixty three, which we hadn't seen on the new track. Right. And then you expect a greyhound to slow down, but yeah. he keeps going. And right at the finish, he could have gone probably another lap.
0: You made that call early. We've got a track record coming up here. I mean, um, I mean, there's a lot going on in a race. Is it hard to stay focused on the rest of the field when you've got a track record coming up, you've got this dog that everyone's talking about?
3: It's Probably not so much because everyone – because I've sort of announced it earlier that there's a track record coming up, and I was confident that that was going to happen because he blew the third section split off Um, very, you know, blew it away. So he was probably five or six length underneath the track record at that time, and I knew that he was strong. So when you do your form as a race caller and you know what the dog can do, you've got that confidence in yourself to be able to go out. It's not like saying, um, you know, Kingston Town can't win, and Mm. then they get up and sort of make you look silly. So (laughs) he makes makes a race caller um, like myself. I
0: was going to say, I don't think Tornado Tears would ever make anyone look silly. And um, even his defeat in the Vanderbilt Superstars, I mean, it wasn't – we're not talking about it. It's just, oh, well, it was just one of those times. He can't – he's not a machine. He can't win everything. But the other thing, Peter, I mean, it was a fabulous call um, with the Batman reference in there. And I remember the old cartoon showing my age, I know, um, with Holy Toledo Batman and all that. And throwing in that holy galaxy, I think it makes it – it just – makes it that a lot more people can enjoy it and understand it and it's uh sort of stretching out to the the public i think it's not just racing jargon
3: i'm glad they're bringing out a batman legos movie at home (laughs) because i wasn't quite sure whether the younger generation who loved betting on greyhound racing would understand my reference to robin but they obviously did and um i thought of a line last week before the race and I grew up with the music in my head um, and I won't sing it. To <laughs> <me> now, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I grew up with that and I, I ran it past my partner Sharon and she said, well, oh, I said, I can't use that, what can I use? And she said, well, what did Robin say? So we we Googled a couple of lines and yeah, I thought, well, that's something that, that I can use if he does, you know, sort of skip away down the back straight and he didn't let us down so we were able to use it and it just, you know, worked out well. A lot of the times with Greyhound racing because they're so quick, you can't think of lines that you might be able to use in thoroughbreds or harness racing. But yeah, as I said, he makes uh, he is very good, and he makes a race call look good as well.
0: Yeah, he makes uh, he's just he's just amazing all round, and um, it must be just very enjoyable. So, look, we'll have a quick chat about the fields, Peter. I know you've been talking form all week. It's been um... just on tornado. Just oh to yeah, tornado go to for it.
3: one thing because it's going in for a Victorian audience. Yep, I I get a little bit upset. Maybe it's the wrong word, but when people start comparing him and saying he's the best ever, he's an absolute freak and we're lucky to see him. Mm. I don't think, though, that we should be comparing greyhounds from different eras. So we had greyhounds that you saw over there, bold trees, and then we saw you know, other greyhounds come along that Robert had a few years ago in Fanta Bar. we had Miata as well. They're mm-hmm. all great greyhounds yep. and we should just accept them for great greyhounds and not try and say they're, they're the
0: best the, ever. The best ever. Look, I, I've had this conversation with people as well, Peter, and I think it's like comparing Farlap to Maccabi Diva or even Winx. Um, it In the context of the time, and for people who are just getting into greyhounds now, he probably will be the best ever that they see. Um, maybe not. But I think in, you're absolutely right. We've got to keep it in the context of the era that the greyhound are racing in. And um, you can't compare greyhounds. Like you mentioned, Bold Trees. How can you compare Bold Trees winning four Sandown Cups? to tornado tears um, when you've got different track standards, you've got different veterinary um, science and all that. I think we just have to enjoy it, don't we? Just enjoy what we're seeing. Yeah. Yeah, No, you are absolutely right. And I know some people will say he's the best they've ever seen, and maybe, um, and that's absolutely fine. But, yeah, let's just enjoy it all. But, Peter, look, what are your tips for the Galaxy and the Cup? Of course, we've got Orson Allen in the Cup and probably will be hard to beat, but another very quality F- oh, quality final. Um, a few Victorians and ex-Victorians in there. So, what are your tips for the cup?
3: So, Tornado T is wins by margin, um, and whether or not he can break his own track record would, would it be dependent on whether he gets to the front very early, like he did last week. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him break that, lower that record again. It's interesting. His time, forty-one twenty-five, from memory, the quickest ever time over seven hundred and fifteen metres in Australia. is forty-one seventeen, which was set down down by Miata going back a number of years ago, and Robert Britton said that he believes that Tornado Tears can go back and break that. He said that on our radio station last week, so that's, that'll be uh, interesting to watch. Uh, Bacali to run second um, for um, Robert again and Chris Holtz. Of course, Born Ali won the Galaxy a few years ago, who's the mother of Bacali, and Tornado Tears Grandam won the Galaxy as well. So uh, that Greyhound was a space star. Robert's won three Galaxy finals. He's looking for his fourth, and he'll win it. Uh, and number two, Reedy's runoff put in for third ahead of Outshine, but yeah, Tornado cheers. $1. twelve or $1. fifteen is value at the moment with the bookmakers.
0: Oh, it's very hard to go past him. And then we look at the Cup, Peter. So that was the Galaxy final. Hecton Bale off the red. Orson Allen, he's just in outstanding form at the moment, jumps from box seven. Weston Augie out in the pink. The Australian Cup winner, Dinah Patty, drawn in the middle and then... Well, There's quality greyhounds all round and you've got the Credellis aiming for their second um, Perth Cup back-to-back um, with Hecton Bale. So it's a, a great race in itself.
3: It certainly is. And there's been three runnings of the Perth Cup on the new track and all three of them have come from box number one. So Hecton right. Bale's been back <laughs> from 26s into 9s, I think, on that basis. He's a very talented chaser, of course, won the Australian Cup and over $400,000 in stake money. Kiss Me Linda's owned by a group of jockeys, first time involved in uh, racing, and uh, they're really enjoying the ride with Kiss Me Linda. 88 is part owned by Peter Cameron and Cassie Levitsky. Cassie Levitsky is the wife of Ryan, Ryan Levitsky, who yeah. calls over here in WA, and they also own Campini. Hayth Foley of course, the Queensland Greyhound of the Year, who's won over 440,000, Dinah Patty. She's in her ninth group final. This is a fifth group one final that she's made, and she's in outstanding form and good value considering she's won her last four. Her disability is the fact that she's gone underneath of Campini, who is a very, very quick greyhound, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him be able to run similar times to Orson Allen. His only downfall is he likes to go left and hard left, so he's Mm -hmm. likely to bump into Dinah Patty at the start, which will open up to Orson Allen, who's got that electrifying early speed. And then Weston Augie is another one who can go and has got a quicker first sectional than Orson Allen. I'm not sure if he's going as well um, as when he was running those sort of sectionals, but he's trained by the master Chris Holt, and he's a very, very talented chaser. Named after a gentleman who uh, lives in Victoria,
0: in Augustin. I'm just trying to remember his last name. I'm not sure. I can't help you, sorry. (laughs) I did read the story, and I can't remember.
3: Yeah, Augie's not very well at the moment, uh, Augustine, so we send out our best wishes to him. But he'll be listening in um, on Saturday night to Weston Augie going around. I'm tipping Austin Allen for a tip. I think there's three different ways the race can be run. Um, but if it runs the way it goes, my first way, Campini bumping into Dinah Paddy, it'll open up for Austin Allen to be able to jump on the arm for young Corey Grenfell. Uh, to beat eight on Augie, number six, Campini, I think he's still strong enough to straighten up. And then once Dinah Patty gets over, third bump early she can run fourth but if the five, six and seven do bump together because Orson Allen also wanted to go across the rails the other night then it could open it right up for a west on Augie and maybe even a Hecton bale and Hayton slowly drawn on the inside
0: mm. Well the field between them have won uh, just over $2.19 million so um, outstanding stake money there between these greyhounds and a, an outstanding field so all the very best tonight Peter, I'm looking forward to hearing your calls again Thanks very much, Simone. Thanks for your call. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. And if you've ever wondered what it's like to own a greyhound like Tornado Tears, you are about to find out. I have his owner, Michael Ivers, joining me on Talking Greyhounds this morning. Good
4: morning, Michael. day, Simone. How are you going?
0: I'm very well. Uh, better to the point. How are you and how it, how is Tornado Tears ahead of the Galaxy final tonight?
4: Well, I'm good and uh, I hope he feels as good as me this morning. I'm not feeling too bad.
0: Oh, that's good to hear. Um he's taken you on quite a ride, hasn't he?
4: He certainly has done that. He's uh, he's a very very good dog.
0: Can you actually believe when you see him going around, um, he's got this cult following. He's got two names, Batman and Tornado Tears. Um, as I pointed out during the week, he's even got his own emojis that we use on you know, on the phone and everything. And um, He's just this amazing greyhound. Can you actually believe that he's yours?
4: No, well, uh, I, I like the prize money coming in, but uh, <laughs> other than that... I, I he just, I, I just love him. I think it's he's just a nice dog. He was a lovely dog going growing up. You know, walked the whole way through. Can you tell he's, us? Oh, sorry, he's, he's like his uncle Space Star. You know, they were just magnificent creatures as they come through. You knew they were going to do something.
0: Right, I was going to ask you that. Can you just tell us about when you breed, because you bred him, like just the, the rearing and the whelping down and all that? Or is there anything special that early on? Or is it a little bit more? Oh, no. Just
4: do, I just do the same with all my pups, Simone. Um, we're very fortunate at the moment to have Fernando Bale at stud. You know, like we've mm. gone a long time without a decent stud dog. I mean a great stud dog. Mm. And he's come along and really lifted all our blood. And uh, I, I've gone back twice since with the mother to Fernando Bale. Yeah. And I'll go again one more with her if I can get approval. And, but the next letter coming through are very nice. But, but you don't know. It was like him. We didn't know till no. he started racing.
0: And he's just been getting better and better with age, hasn't he?
4: Oh, yeah. He just improved. You know, when, he, when we first sort of started trialing him up, he was just running reasonable okay. Yep. And then he stepped up in the – there was a maiden on at Wentworth Park and he just flew home in that and won it, beat Little Digger and his sister. And at that moment we said, hey, what, what have we got here, you know?
0: Mm. Was it hard not to get excited at that point?
4: Oh, I'm always excited when I've got a good dog. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they look like they might be okay, I'm, I'm into it. I, I love it.
0: It's it's an interesting concept because, um, you know, you're pretty much living the dream that we all want to live um having this amazing greyhound knowing that he's probably going to be one of the greatest of all time and you think well i'm probably never going to have one again as good as this so what drives you to keep going then
4: well well just that that they are champions space like we had trojan tears we've had a line of good champions out of that line and space star come along and I thought well he might be the pinnacle mm. but then we bred out of his sister and got this bloke and uh, I'm thinking that maybe the mother might throw another one or two oh. we, you, you've got to always be hopeful you know.
0: Yeah well I guess that um, that blind faith in a way too isn't it and um, look yeah, what yeah. you've got but do you get excited for the public as well I mean he's just bringing people to the track he's got people talking um, they do become public property when they're so got like this cult like status yeah, uh, it's
4: amazing how they've taken to him, you know i I think at this stage he's he's no better than space Star was right and uh he never got a, any following whatsoever, and uh you know he never got a bitch at Stud or anything mm and it's yet, in... yet this bloke everybody's been was wanting to use him at Stud real early, you know. And the irony is he's not a stud prospect, is he? No, no he's
0: got no <laughs> testicles. No, it's, yeah. it, which is another very surprising thing, the fact that he chases so hard because often when they don't have that tackle, um, it affects yeah. their
4: hormone levels, obviously. So well, I think they've got to be there somewhere because he's too good a chaser.
0: Well, that's, that's an interesting thing to, yeah, because you wonder how yeah. has he got this happening? Um,
4: yeah, though, I think there'd be so, something in there somewhere because, geez, he's so dominant.
0: Oh, he is.
4: And uh, once, he, once he sees daylight or on that rail, by oh, gee, there wouldn't be a dog ever bred, could go with him.
0: No, no. And that's, I think that's what's so exciting. We're just thinking, where is Tornado Tears? Oh, here he comes. You know, he's got this. He's yep. got this. Um, aiming for his fifth Group 1 race final tonight, or win tonight, um, I think that race in the Zoom Top, when he came back from that five-month spell, will probably go down as one of the greatest wins ever. Is that what you feel?
4: I think it was amazing. We we just thought, didn't think he'd get there because he was that five months off and mm. coming back from a hock injury, and and then to come out and win against. Top grade dogs. That's a
0: pretty big ask. It was a huge effort from the, the dog, and also from Robert. Robert Britton um, getting that Robbie's dog is a
4: great trainer. Yeah. Mm. he knows what he's
0: doing. Oh well, he's been very successful with you for many years, and you only have to look at yeah. Space Star. Um, yeah, you've been. That's it. You've been very fortunate, but I know there's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes, Michael, than just getting up there, winning the trophies with this amazing greyhound. But gee, he's taking us all on a ride. And look, I really yeah. appreciate your time this morning to tell us about him. I'm sure people would would love to have you back on the show and hear some more um, as he continues to race.
4: Anytime, Simone. I'm always available. But uh, but let me tell you, it's not all easy. When you see him up there in lights, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's gone on long before and a lot of failures along the way as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know that. But I don't have a dog like Tornado Tears, but I know about the failures. So um, he, He's covering up all my
4: failures.
0: Oh, well, just that sounds good, looks good. Just keep it at that. That's about it.
4: Yeah. Okay, then. All
0: the very best tonight in the Galaxy final, Michael.
4: Thank you very much for that. RSN 927's
0: Talking Greyhounds
1: with Simone Fisher.
0: And my final guest on Talking Greyhounds this morning is South Australian CEO, Matt Corby. Good morning, Matt.
1: Yes, good morning, Simone.
0: Oh, gee, it's been a busy time in South Australia. I know you've been over there for a number of years now and um, running things over there very, very well. But this new bridge, uh, new track at Murray Bridge, gee, that's been a big project.
1: Yeah, well, it's interestingly, it's taken... I'm uh, coming up for uh, nine years later this year here and uh, uh, Murray Bridge has been contemplated for most of that period of time. So we had... um, (laughs) We had a number of track changes back in 2011, and at the time we, I think we recognised that the track that was operating at that stage um, south of Adelaide, which was at Strathalban, was was, not a design that was going to hold up, I guess, to, to long-term racing. It was um, a fairly tight radius around the turns and, uh, and would have required a, a, a good deal of investment. So we were looking for a new site from as early as 2011. But um, one thing... After another, some, uh, you know, we looked at nine sites and um uh, had to get past council and planning and finance and eventually we got there and uh, so December 19 last year we finally commenced racing on the one-turn track and in a few weeks' time we'll be able to butter up with the, the second uh, track at the venue, which is the straight track, which will be fantastic.
0: It's been a, an outstanding effort and like you say, you had a Strathelban track that the, the welfare aspect, I guess, um, was probably getting outdated with the design of the track as probably are a lot of other tracks around the country as well Um, you know we do have to move with the times and it was a matter of having to consolidate it wasn't it Matt you know there was tracks that just weren't able to sustain themselves with participants not heading there so you needed to find a central place.
1: I think that's right and there are a number of advantages I think to Murray Bridge firstly um, we think it's an area where people can move to and afford land and I think for the future of the sport those sort of considerations are quite important um, we also thought that uh, with murray bridge it 's quite easy to access for those who are familiar with it, so we thought it would appeal to a number of victorians and i'm um, sure enough, recently in the uh, Murray bridge Cup final, we had um uh, half the field comprising of victorian <laughs> entries so um so that 's great we 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 encourage that you know we we um uh, don 't necessarily think the borders should be uh, where the racing stops across s a and victoria in particular so Um, So we really appreciate the effort that people have gone to 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 come and compete there and um, we've had, uh, I I gather we've probably had the best part of a dozen trainers come across at this point in time with different dogs at different times so that's uh, really encouraging for us.
0: Particularly when the track's only been open since December. Now the distances you race over at the moment are 395, 455 and 330 and you're looking at a 680 in the future is that correct?
1: Uh, that's right. We've got the 680 um, marked out, and it's got a um, it's got a um, foundation there. The question we're asking, I guess, of industry at the moment is whether or not um, um, staying will support a 680, because it's also given that it's a one turn track. It's a it's not a um, soft 680 metre run if there is such mm-hmm. a thing. So, um, so but we've got the the pad ready. We're just um, trying to work with industry at the moment to see if that's the start that'll that'll work for them as a the distance but at the moment uh, the 530 start um, is is on the um uh, zenith of the turn uh, uh coming out of the home straight and uh and then we've got the two main starts, which will be 95% of the racing, the 395 and the 455 starting on the back straight.
0: You've certainly got a good variety of um, distances, but you've also got the straight track that um, you look to be having open by May, racing on that as well. So is that a straight track in the middle of the racetrack?
1: Uh, no, it's a straight track. So if you can picture um, a reverse P, uh, a lowercase P, if you like. So we've right. got the one-turn track, and closer to the grandstand, we have the one, uh, the straight track, which finishes on the same winning post. And when I say the same winning post, um, the the line of the winning post for the one turn track is uh, continues on to be the line of the straight track finish oh, as well. Right. Oh, um, okay. So we actually fold down the um, the uh, the post on the inside, which um, the beam would use to, to um, record the photo finish uh, for the straight, for the um, one turn track, um, so that we can uh, project the beam across to the um, to the uh, mirror on the other side for the straight track.
0: So we haven't seen this before either, so this is all um, a very new concept, I guess.
1: That's right. It, it occurred to us to be the... Um, even though it hasn't happened, I guess there aren't many dual-track facilities, and so I, I think if um, if um, controlling bodies were were looking at this sort of venue going forward or this sort of efficiency at their venues, I'm, I'm inclined to think... We haven't tried this yet, but, but we're pretty confident that that's the right approach to it, and we've got... Um, uh, what it means is you also have to have a, an infield tower set up to to um, to uh, film and, and broadcast the racing. So we'll have we'll have um, a camera pointing in uh, pointing back to the straight start from about forty or so meters inside the track, and yeah. that gives you that angle on the um, straight track start, so that you can actually um, follow the running order uh, during the race rather than looking at it too head-on.
0: Yeah, it can get a bit tricky. We know at Hillsville it can sometimes be very deceiving, but Matt. An amazing task to get the Cup up and running after only a few months of racing. So we'll take a listen now to the Murray Bridge Cup that was run on Sunday.
2: They're away. Great line out. Speed. Pennyworth early diving through. Grabbed a length. I got it. Diving to the rail and takes over soon after the favourite. Then came Crook Me Kindly behind those Tree Dynamo. Bit of traffic. These front pairs skip away. Then Private Nangar behind those Aston, Nirvana, Aston, Valetta and also Demolisher but up to the turn and I got it. sails away. Clear over Pennyworth and then came Private Nangar. But I got it careering away in the cup, and I got it. Goes on to win by three. Second home, Private Nanger, third home, Pennyworth, and fourth is Aston Valletta. Behind those decks, we had Aston Nirvana, Crook Me Kindly. It was back toward the tail with Jim Tree Dynamo. The time here is around 25 and 60.
0: So, Matt, that was a Murray Bridge Cup run and won by a Victorian, like you mentioned earlier, some good vi- uh, representation from the, the Victorians. But um yeah, you must have been very pleased with how it all went.
1: Well, that's right, and we were really pleased to see the Victorians come across. I got it as obviously a dog of some quality, and so, um, so that really put a, um, lifted the status, I guess, of our first Cup only a few months after starting. So mm. we, we expect that that'll be the case going forward. I, I think um, it'll appeal to a, a number of uh, Victorian, hopefully even some New South Wales trainers over time, to race uh, at the bridge because it's maybe just that slightly bit more accessible than, than uh, the other Adelaide tracks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, if that's any indication of what's to come, Matt, I think it's got a very bright future ahead of it. So ahead of it. So um thank you very much for joining us this morning on Talking Greyhounds.
1: That's my pleasure, Simone. It's the expert pick, Simone's run of the week.
0: And we've already heard my run of the week again this week and that was Tornado Tears in the Galaxy Heat. It's very hard to go past a dog that smashes a track record. Last week's dog to follow, Western Envoy, is in the maiden final tonight at the Meadows and he does jump from Box 1. My dog to follow this week is Jaro Bale, who debuted at the Meadows last Saturday night in 29.74. He was scrapped from Ballarat Wednesday night but he certainly does look like one to follow when he next starts. My best bet is race seven, number one tonight at the Meadows, Teo Teo, who won over this trip in 34.12 in late February. He doesn't have a lot of pace on his outside. I think um, we can expect him to go well from that rails draw. And still plenty coming up. We have the launching pad heats less than two weeks away. We have the gap day at Sandown today. And the coursing season begins in a few weeks' time as well. And like we always say here on Talking Greyhounds, you keep those tails wagging.